Many are called, but only a few are chosen. It's a calling, you know. The one you can't ignore. The one that creeps up at your door at 2am and reminds you to study for your human anatomy quiz. Do it for... Welcome to Melanin in Healthcare. I am your host, Ivy, and on this podcast, we strategically give you resourceful strategies to implement into your journey as a pre-med or med student. Before we begin, make sure you are following our Instagram at Melanin in Healthcare. Hello. Hello, we have a serious crisis. I haven't written my personal statement and I need a lot of help. Do you know someone who can help me? Good morning. Please relax. I have Dr. Trey on the other line and she will be here to answer all of your questions about the personal statement, the do's and the don'ts. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Good morning. Please relax. I have Dr. Trey on the other line, and she will be here to answer all of your questions about the personal statement, the do's and the don'ts. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Personal Statements And make or break your medical school acceptance. Today's episode, we have a very special guest, Dr. Trey, an internal medicine resident in Atlanta, Georgia. She is also a content creator and has a YouTube channel called Dr. Trey MD, where she talks about medical school, food, beauty, wine, shopping, and everything else under the sun. But today, we're going to talk all about personal statements, the good, the bad, and the ugly truth. Dr. Trey, thank you so much for coming. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Ivy. I am so excited to be here. This is my first podcast. Awesome. Um, Yes, I'm a little nervous, but I am ready. (laughs) (laughs) So let's begin. What is the biggest mistake that students make on their personal statement? I think the biggest mistake that students make is not allowing enough time to work on their personal statement. I think they kind of push it to the back burner as far as all the other things they need to do for their application and they think, oh, I can just draft it really quick and it'll be fine. Um, It truly is the only creative portion of the application. So I just wish students gave it more time so that they could truly express their voice. Um, Because it's really the only outlet that you have in the application to tell your story. So what makes a good personal statement? I think the biggest thing for a good personal statement is that it isn't boring. Like, if you think about it, reviewers read hundreds, if not thousands, of personal statements. So if yours is just bland and the same as everyone else's, I think it's a lot easier to just skim over. So I think truly storytelling and making sure that you're not just listing things off, just like your CV, essentially, um, that makes a good personal statement. In your opinion, what makes a bad personal statement? I think kind of like what I was alluding to before is if you're literally just taking everything that you've listed in your activity section and going paragraph by paragraph and kind of explaining more about it, that's not 
what the goal of the personal statement is. This is a totally different area of the application where you can add things that you haven't even talked about yet. Right. For students who have no clue where to start, how should they go about crafting a personal statement? I think the first thing is sitting down and coming up with your first why. So your first why you want to go into medicine. And then from there, just keep digging deeper and deeper and going into more of what makes you interested in medicine and what would make you a great candidate to become a doctor. A student who has a high GPA and a high MCAT score, but a poor personal statement, what are their chances of getting in? Unfortunately, medical school is a numbers game. So a lot of medical schools have cutoffs for GPA and MCAT that they look for. And if you don't meet those cutoffs, they're probably not gonna look at the rest of your application. So unfortunately for someone who has a high GPA and a high MCAT, their personal statement doesn't have to be stellar. But conversely, like if you have a low GPA or a low MCAT, if you have a bomb personal statement, you're a lot more likely to be considered. Um, So I think that's something to always weigh in on stats. And then obviously you want your application to be as awesome as it can be, but truly evaluating yourself and saying, okay, my MCAT is not the greatest. My GPA might not be the greatest, but I know that I'm a great candidate. So let me show it through my personal statement. Right. Who should students let read their personal statements? For instance, should it be professors, mentors, friends? I think the more people, the merrier. I think you want people that know you in several different areas of your life to read over this personal statement. So I remember I literally sent out a blast email to like my high school professors, college professors, my close friends, people that I wasn't very close with, as well as my family, and then even some strangers, um, just to see if when they read over it, was this interesting? And did you feel like you got a sense for who I am from reading my personal statement? Right. How can students find their voice when crafting a personal statement? I think the most important thing is throughout the process of writing your personal statement, you should take time to sit down in a quiet room and read your personal statement out loud. Every time you make a new draft, sit down and read it out loud and truly ask yourself, does this sound like me? If it does not sound like you, you haven't gotten there yet. You're not finding your voice. When should students begin to write their personal statement? I love this question because there's like an ideal answer and then there's a realistic answer. (laughs) Ideally, I think that you should take probably about a year um, to write your personal statement. Did I take a year? No, I did it like in three or four months. So in that three or fourth month time range, I think I did have time to come up with several drafts and to have several people read it, but it was more of a crunch to be completely honest. Um, So I think ideally, like six months, we'll go halfway. So ideally about six months to write your personal statement. Right. What are medical schools looking for in the personal statement? I think they want to get a feel 
for who you are. And I think they also kind of want to see what you want to showcase about yourself. Um, Because like I said, this is the only part that's kind of like a freestyle and you get to be as creative as you want. Um, And once you go into your interview, a lot of times they will kind of focus in on things you put in the personal statement because that's what you chose to write about. So I think they truly are looking for who you are and what you are most proud of. Right. If a student has a poor background, such as poverty or traumatic childhood story, how should the student go about writing this? So I think this is a good question um, because a lot of people feel like if they do have some type of events that happened in their life that made them want to become a doctor, they want to put it in their personal statement, but they also don't want it to come off as like a sob story um, to where you're trying to get like empathy to where you would get into medical school. And I think there's a tasteful way to do it. Um, I think if there's anything that would make you emotional, if you had to talk about it in your interview, I would not put that in the personal statement. Um, so definitely include the things that are empowering and that made you who you are. But if it might be a trigger for you during your interview, I wouldn't put those sensitive topics into the personal statement. Right. How do you answer the question, why medicine? This is a question I literally, once you get into medicine, you get asked this all the time. (laughs) And it's something that's constantly changing. And I think that kind of what I was alluding to in the beginning, your why is much deeper than you think it is. So I think when people get asked why medicine, the first thing they usually say is something generic, like, oh, I want to help people. And it's like, well, we all want to help people. Like, why do you want to help people? Um, So for me, I think when I answer, I try to tie it to like a story um, that kind of goes into this more extensively. Um, So I think having a story linked to your why makes more sense than just giving like a blanket statement. What should the first paragraph consist of in the personal statement? So I think the first paragraph, this is like your introduction into your whole personal statement. I think it should be something that's attention grabbing. Um, So I think the first paragraph should be setting the scene and kind of be very descriptive. So like if you've ever read any, you know, fiction book or even autobiographies, like that first paragraph is usually setting the scene, saying where you are, what's happening, the conversations that are going on, um, and just get the reader's attention. Because like I said, a lot of personal statements, people just go straight into listing off, I want to become a doctor because X, Y, and Z. And it's it's so generic. It's so overplayed. I think starting with a story and setting the location of the story will get the reader's attention a lot more. Right. If a student has way too many experiences in their pre-med years, How can they narrow it down to the most important ones for the sake of the personal statement? So this is a good question because I think 
people think having more activities on their application is better. I personally think less is more as long as everything is impactful. So if you have a bunch of experiences, but you honestly can't even tie in, let's say you were on like the bake sale committee or something. If you can't tie that into why you want to become a doctor, don't include it. Like really think about how each activity played a part in either making you or setting you up to become a great doctor or making you more interested in medicine. And it doesn't have to be a science activity or biology or whatever. It can be, you know, a leadership role, but tie it into how it's shaping you and getting you ready to become a great physician. For a student who has taken some time off, how should they write their personal statement? So I think for students who have taken time off, they have like a golden opportunity to make their personal statement very interesting. Um, They want to hear about your experiences, both within medicine and outside of medicine. They crave something different. The reviewers crave reading something different. So if you took time off and let's say you worked in something completely not in medicine, they want to hear about it because you're a whole person. So all your experiences are important. I wouldn't think that just because you took time off that you should just focus on your undergrad experiences because you've grown so much as a person since then. So they want to know who you are now, not who you were four or five years ago. Should traveling automatically be included in the personal statement? I think that it should, as long as you can tie it into your why, so your why medicine. Um, I definitely think if you've done any like mission trips, medical mission trips especially, I would definitely put it in there. Um, But don't just kind of gloss over it. I think tying a story into it or an experience that happened while you were on that medical mission trip will make, um, it'll add some spice to your personal statement because not everyone is blessed enough to be able to go on a medical mission trip or to be able to travel in general. So I definitely do think that it should go in your personal statement. About how long does it take to figure out that the personal statement is perfect or the one? That is such a medicine question because everyone <laughs> everyone in medicine is such a perfectionist. And I have to be completely honest, like it's never going to be perfect. Like when you read through it, there's always going to be something that you want to change. There's always going to be a sentence that you're like, oh, I don't like the way that flows. Literally, you could keep editing your personal statement forever. Um, so I think that It's the perfect or the one when you feel like this sounds like me and I'm proud of this. What is something that you must absolutely include in the personal statement? I think absolutely would be that core why for you. So whatever, when you sit down, like I said, you're going to sit down, you're going to write down, this is why I want to go into medicine. And then every day you're going to add on to that, go deeper into that why. So once you get at that core why, that has to be in there. Okay. Um, I think other things that have to be included are the most important activities that you've been in. So I would say one or two of those should be in the personal statement as well. 
and then kind of a more current like what you're doing and what you're working on um, as far as your journey into medicine. And what is something that absolutely should not be included in the personal statement? I think that this should be like self-explanatory, but I have read over several personal statements that where the person will kind of bash themselves or speak negatively about like things that they don't know or things that they did wrong. I think failures are important, but I think how you speak about yourself is also important. Um, And so let's say you did make a C or a D or even an F in a class. I think you can include it in the personal statement, but kind of show how you've grown since that incident and don't just list it in there or don't, you know, speak badly about yourself within your personal statement. So let's say a student is applying to a research-based school and a primary-based medical school. How should their personal statement reflect that? Okay. So the unfortunate thing about the personal statement is you only have the chance to write one. Um, So it has to cover the basis for all the different programs that you're going to be applying to. So if you know you're going to be applying to a school that has research and you have done research, I think you should include it. Now, how deep you go into it is up to you. If you're going to be applying to a bunch of research-based programs, then obviously you need to include more about your research. Um, But if you're going to apply to a mixture of programs, I think just a simple mention of the research that you're working on and not just, you know, name dropping, but like how it's impacted you, how it's changed your view of medicine. I think it's important to include that. And just curious, did you apply to both primary and research or just one or the other? I applied to all, I think all the schools that I applied to had some form of research available at the school, but I personally am not someone who loves doing research. (laughs) Um, So I was able to find at my undergrad a lab that was doing more like social um, and teaching type research Mm -hmm. within the sciences that I found really interesting. So it was easy for me to tie that into my personal statement as like, oh, hey, I did research. It was about teaching, which is something that I'm really interested in um, and something that I think is important as becoming a physician is being able to teach your patients and your peers. So it was easy to tie it in. I do think um, that that was helpful for me. Um, But yeah, I applied to all programs that had research and luckily I was able to find research that I found interesting. That's good. So should students begin writing their secondaries ahead of time? And for those who don't know, if you could explain what a secondary is. Yeah, so the secondaries are basically a whole other application that you get sent after a school has reviewed your initial AMCAS application. So typically these will come out um, on the old timeline, it'll be around August. I think now those will probably get pushed to like September, October. Um, But it's another application sent specifically from that particular medical school. And typically the questions are pretty generic, like, oh, why why are you interested in medicine name a a time that was difficult for you in undergrad um so technically i guess you could um kind of draft some examples of how you would answer those questions 
I think that by that point, like after you've submitted your AMCAS application, you are so burnt out and tired. I would just give yourself some time. And then once you write your first secondary, I would just save the responses to that first secondary application. And then typically the next secondary that you get will have very similar questions. And so you can just use the answers you've already given and tweak them to be more specific to the next school. For career changers who recently decided that medicine was right for them, what advice could you give them on the personal statement? I think that that's a very interesting kind of situation because like I said, within medicine, typically most people have some type of science background. So there were people in my class who actually had done fashion before they got into medicine or law or business. And they included that in their personal statement. And I think it definitely stood out. And I think that's part of the reason why they got into medical school is because they have these other experiences in life. Um, And they're showing that they're like a whole person. And I think it's important also, if you made a career change into medicine to kind of explain why or what about the old career wasn't satisfying for you and why you're choosing medicine now. Um, so your why is going to be probably a lot easier than most people because you've already tried something else and you realize that that was not for you. Right. What is the correlation between medical school interviews and the personal statement? So medical school interviews, and as you, you know, advance within medicine, the interviews are a lot more chill than you would imagine. It's generally just like a conversation. Um, And because they don't know you, the only thing that they can start the conversation with is what's in your application. And oftentimes that's going to include what's in your personal statement. So you should definitely be familiar with your whole application before you go to an interview because they're going, that's what they're gonna ask you questions about. Um, So make sure that you read over your personal statement before you go to your interview so that you're ready to answer any questions or go into more depth. Um, It's honestly great because you basically created a script for what the interview is gonna be about. Someone with very little activities, what do you recommend they do for the personal statement? I think that if you have fewer activities, your personal statement will definitely have to expound upon those activities. Because I would imagine that if you listed fewer activities, you're not going to have like extra things to talk about in the personal statement, which is not a bad thing. Um, you just have more of an opportunity to go into those deeper stories and those deeper whys. Um, It is kind of hard because you're not going to have much of a a selection as to what you want to write about. Um, But I do think that if you have fewer activities, you kind of already have the bones of your personal statement. And then you just create a story that ties all those things together. Is it possible to write a last minute personal statement and still come out okay? <laughs> I, I guess, oh, if, you're, if your goal is to just have an okay personal statement, then yes. If you wanna write an eye-catching, interesting personal statement, that's gonna be the difference for you, especially if you have a low MCAT and a low GPA, it cannot be last minute. 
And it's very obvious when things are last minute, like you're gonna have typos, it's not gonna flow together, it's not gonna sound like you, I promise you it won't sound like you. Your voice is not gonna be in your personal statement if you write it at the last minute. So if the goal is like mediocre, then sure, you can just write a fast draft. But if you wanna have a phenomenal personal statement, you're gonna have to take the time to write those drafts, to have people read over it, and truly give you good feedback on your personal statement. How important is the medical school interview? I think that it is the most important and which I think a lot of people don't have great interviewing skills, especially within medicine, because a lot of us are, you know, nerds and we're not super <laughs> social. And a lot of times we kind of rely on our our stats. So like I knew for me, I was like, well, on paper, I, I feel like I look great, but you ha also have to be great in person. So the interview is your chance to show that you are a normal person, that you can have a conversation. Being a doctor is a lot of just talking to people. Um, so if you're super awkward during your interview, or if God forbid, like you say something super inappropriate, um, you're gonna rule yourself out. So I think the interview is your chance to kind of like save face and show who you are and just be yourself. What do you believe separates people who do not get in from those who do get into medical school? I think recently I've been doing a lot more of like meditation and trying to accomplish other goals in life and kind of going behind like the psychology of like success. And the biggest thing is truly believing in your heart that you can get into medical school. I think a lot of people want to get into medical school, but if you even have the tiniest voice in your head that says, I, I probably am not going to get in. I'm going to do all this work and it's not going to pay off. If you're speaking to yourself like that internally, I think that that will show even when you don't think it's showing. And I think that really ruins your chances. Um, being confident in yourself and what you have to provide and bring